Hi guys, it's Graham here from the podcast. Just before the podcast starts, I just want to let you know what we think. So we really appreciate every single listen that we get and we, we're doing our best. You never ever charge for anything. But we have signed up over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. So there's no subscription. It's a one-time thing. You can do it at your leisure. But basically, if you want, you can gift us the price of a cup of coffee. So if you would buy us a cup of coffee, for, for listening to the podcast it's a way to do it now we would never no not a case we would never but we, we're trying our best never not demonetize but there is running costs obviously there's time there's one to help guys to give up a lot of their free time and stuff they get better mics and better quality stuff and have more time to put out better quality content now listen if you don't want to do that that is more than okay honestly we hope that you just keep enjoying the free content and and just supporting the podcast for your lessons because it really does help. We absolutely love doing it and we appreciate every lesson, every bit of feedback and everything going. So if you want, you'll find the link on our Twitter. It's pinned or on our link tree. It should be in there too. So it's www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash EAW podcast. Thank you and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to a new season of the Everton Art Me podcast. I know we had a wee show there about a week or two ago, but now nah, we're getting back and now the team's back for pre-season and well, our team's back for pre-season. And it looks like only a quarter of Everton's team or else we're just fucked is back for pre-season. Um, but yeah, stacked pod tonight. Hey, we've got the Harry Biddle Lee, we've got Andrew from Colorado, we've got Rev from Cactusville, we've got Big Bad Paul, we've got John, and we've got Davy Snooks listening in Chicago. Um, guys, it's good to be back talking to you about the thing that we love to hate the most and hate they love. So I'm going to just, instead of actually seeing how you're doing, I'm just going to go straight on it because the amount of Everton news is absolutely ridiculous and depending on how you're hardwired, it can be seen as good news or bad news. So the first thing I'm going to speak about, lads. Um, so Everton, it, well, according to Al Myers tonight, it's it's all but done. Everton are looking to sign 38-year-old Ashley Young um, as left-back cover, probably all over-the-pitch cover, realistically. Um this is if Andrew's biggest fears are coming to fruition and getting dinosaur players. Um, we just had a wee discussion about dinosaurs there. But um, Andrew, I'm going to come to you first on this. Ashley Young for a year with a club option for a year, which is insane because it's, it's, I don't know how they would protect the asset. I don't know. Maybe it's a way to butter him over. But uh, how, how are you feeling about that, pal? I think we're in the same place that we've been for two years is just get to Bramley Moore as cheaply as possible. And then I assume the assumption is magically everything will change with that stadium revenue coming in. Um, if we're not getting rid of Mikalenko, I could kind of try and justify this as a, here's a seasoned veteran who could actually teach him something. Now that we don't have Ashley Cole in the back office anymore, he could maybe guide him to be a more productive player. Maybe, but if we're getting rid of Miko, which we probably should anyways, then this is fucking pointless and the man is ancient. Um, I, in a defender position, I mean, they're what Tiago Silva is still playing, right? Um, yeah. 37, probably 38 now. 
So it's not unheard of as a defender, but it just seems like somebody looking to cash in at the most likely place to give him the most money with the lowest expectations, which sadly is still us. Um, I, I agree with some, some of that. I, I would push back on that. Apparently, his, his offers in Europe, championship and other Premier League clubs, which raises multiple multiple questions because you're like, why would you want to come to us if you do have options? Because it's quite a chaotic shit show. And yeah, club- he played with Daesh on the same field. That's my guess. That's insane. <laughs> but that's, that's, a, that's a true fact. He shared the same 11 with him more than once. And Daesh is fucking 52. I did not know that. I actually didn't know that. Paul, that's what Greek- oh, was it? I don't know. Did Wofford is this Beth then? Probably. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, Elton John has had the had the gear on playing on the top stand. But Paul, I'm going to come to you. What's your thoughts on it? Um, obviously, you're again the dinosaur reference. Sorry, but you are the oldest member here. Um, I just <laughs> you're well past your initiation to get to get a kick in the stones off me. So I apologize, mate. But it's completely apt. But just just in terms of that, because. We remember the day everybody's leaning towards the Richard Goff and, you know, that sort of signing and players playing in the later years. Obviously, the game's changed. Um, I don't think Michelangelo's going anywhere either. So I'm just sort of like, I I get the whole mentoring. But at the end of the day, too, I don't think Michelangelo's good enough. So Ashley Young, or yeah, Ashley Young, she's not saying Ashley Cole there. Ashley Young could find himself starting. Um, a lot of games, I don't think he's coming in as yeah, your backup to Michelenko by any means. I think he's contesting the role. Yeah, uh, I think that's the problem now, isn't it? Because oh. Michelenko is that atrocious and we've got no other natural left back at the club then having to sign a 38-year-old. And I think that's the most depressing bit of it. And I, and I get what Anthony was saying there about Bramley Moore. But obviously, if we roll back to when Machiri come in seven years ago, obviously, there's no way he envisioned that we'd be this bad now with the amount of investment that we've had. We'd be scraping around for some player who basically, he's, 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 yeah, he's over the hill. Yeah, he started a few games. Well, he's 38. It's the Premier League. It's, we've moved on from this type of stuff now. You know, I was there when, we, yeah, being old, I've I, I seen Gaza, seen Ginola. Yeah, Ginola, that, yeah. <laughs> seen Richard Goff, who actually loved Richard Goff. thought he was immense i was um, i was actually young enough to be really excited because i didn't have a clue when we signed you know i actually thought whoa i really <laughs> you know at the time i was just like wow we're getting to know and then like it was like i've seen him nearly score a free kick no it was great um that's about all he did for his wage and i think he even knew it was time to call it a day i know oh, i know yeah. listen I, I think he he's different to that but you know <laughs> If we're looking at it in terms of, yeah, you cover a multitude of positions, well, I think that's an indictment of how bad the squad is because mm. he'd be the one to come in, right wing, left wing, right back, left back. You've got nobody else there probably who can cover those positions because the squad's that thin. The money's tight and basically that's the direction we're going in this summer. It is a case of get to Bramley more, let's limp through the season. It's probably going to be ambitionless. You can feel the tension with the fans and that now. And even though we're all yeah. thinking, yeah, okay, you know, looking at the rest of the squad, you know, it's unreliable. You look at Patterson right back with Coleman, so he's definitely going to fit in there because they'll be injured probably. As we said, Michalenko's not good enough. Um, 
So, you know, it, it, it's sad times. I, I can't help but feel depressed with this. Yeah, he's played games, but that's not that's not good enough, that. That's, you're letting a young lad go and, and then you, you're bringing that in. Nah, I'm sorry. That's, it's just not the way to go. It's sad. Yeah. Very sad. No, that's definitely... It's... <sighs> It's striking the nerves of a lot of fans, definitely. Um, I've personally, I'd be, I'd be one of the guys, surprisingly, to some of the listeners, I would assume, and, and definitely to you boys, you, you just love to give me grief when I tend to try and be the voice of reason because I'm usually the one spitting off like a like a possessed teapot, you know what I mean? But Lee, I'm just going to come to you here. Um, same thing. Just, just how, how do, how are you feeling about that? It doesn't have to be about the whole indictment of the club and where we are and stuff like that. Too. you know, you, you lean on. Do you think? He, do you think he could be an asset? Do you think we're going to see him? Do you think he could be a positive? Do you think there's been a lot of references to the Gary or Garth Barry impact, you know? And but again, you've got players there like that had the Ginola impact, and you know. Just what's your thoughts? You know, it, it feels like it's we're all just taking our turn to put the boot under the club, which I'm quite happy with, by the way. So, um, yeah, go for it. No, I, I think in terms of, like, around the squad and that, I think he'll be, be a big influence because he has got that experience. And from what I think I've heard Stylian Petrov talk about him, saying, like, he's one of the most professional players he's ever... Like, he turns up to... He trains like he... Like that was 10 last... years ago. Petrov, though, I'm just, just saying. That was yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. But... Good player. As a fan, it's probably one of the most underwhelming signings that I can remember. And that's not a slight on Ashley Young because the end of the day... It's he not signed Rondon two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just... No, I it's not against him. I mean, he's been offered the contract. He's obviously accepted it. You know, yeah. he's probably maybe on 40-odd grand. I, I wouldn't reject it. It's a fucking lot of money. So and it is eight as well. He's getting him forty grand. Is that the number that's? Well, needed? I think he was on fiftieth Villa last year. Yeah. Well, just tough. think of it this way: the locker room will always have plenty of hard candies. Just keep him in a little glass bowl by his. <laughs> we were there's a we were there's original after the match. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Some high slippers, some tartan high slippers and stuff around there. Yeah. Right. Tell all the player yep. stories. They'll come sit on his lap. It'll be great. Yeah. Well, just 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 before before I go on to Rev and John, I am going to say just um, I do think it's personally. I think it's another masterclass signing from Kevin Thelwell. Um, I think his knowledge and foresight and his scouting ability is just it's just breathtaking. It really is. He, he just manages to blow my mind every single week. He, um, yeah, um, but ultimately for me, I'll, I'll get my nerve on now. I see the use of Ashley Young. I think I do like numbers. I, I know that'll change from week to week. I'll turn around and say stats mean fuck all, shut up. Um, but this time I'll, I'll, I'll spin the narrative in my favour and say, well, he, he manages, they play games. I think it was what I've seen someone today on Twitter saying he, he managed to play. I think he just, I, th- I should have said that these, it was some guy was arguing. He says he played 30, 30 games last season. Shut your mouth, you sausage. So that's sort of <laughs> some worse than Saul ever. It's just stupid. But basically, the, the guy can get games out of himself. Um, we left ourselves last season. We know fullbacks at some point. 
I do not want to see Ben Goffrey or Mason Holgate anywhere near a fullback position ever again. I don't even want to see them in an Everton kit. Um, you need to rephrase that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Um, there's a lot that's going to happen, and I do believe a lot is going to happen before the end here. Um, I think it's probably... You're always going to get the free signings in now first. I reckon if you got a couple of signings in before this, personally, I think you might have been like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take an old head now. We've got this young guy. We've got that young guy. I'm still not over. Do you remember that goal he scored? We thought we got the equaliser against Aston Villa, and then he just ran down in the last minute and scored. Julian Lescott, I think it was shit the bags. Prick. Um, I, I, I fuck, I've actually fucking hated him since that goal, you know? I'm not even going to lie. Boy, I thought he was a good player, but I, f- I despised him for that. So uh, that, that's when he takes him getting over still. Um, but um, I'm going to go to the uh, the Nevertonian, or, or what was it? What were you called, John? The Negatonian, someone called The Negatonian. That's oh, fucking it's... outstanding. That is outstanding. Jesus Christ. Um, from one of the Ken Wright's. Burner accounts. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to the negative tone again. Um, John, you've had a lot to say in the group. We've we've managed to let it simmer a bit. Um, how do you feel about it, mate? It's fucking shit, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I just, I, I just don't get it. I mean, you can say, all right, he played so many games and stuff. He's 38. We shouldn't be in this position where we're signing players like that. Um, everyone's saying, well, James Milner's just gone to Brighton. Listen, Brighton have got a system, and James Milner is just a complimentary piece that just slides into that system. We have no <laughs> system. Ashley Young is the fucking system. It's not the same thing. You know what I mean? It's completely different. So when are we going to get over this culture of, of just signing old has-beens? Because it has to come to an end at some point, and you can't just carry on. We got used to Gareth Barry, and you say, okay, he done well, so we'll get the next one in. But then look what happened to Delph. So you get engrossed, and you get fixated on this idea and this ideology that someone can come in and do a job and he's not just over the hill just yet but you've, you've got to fucking just pack it in at some point i'm sick of having this same attitude towards these oldies just just we, we just we're selling all our kids to bring him in i just don't understand it it's it's just well, 50 grand is too much for me for him no no that's fair man just just but we're, we're just in that position I, I think in terms of how I'm explaining it is I've I think come to terms is probably could be taken the wrong way, but I've sort of come to terms with where we are is in a sense that we are fucked. We we really are. We've got absolutely no home. We've got no potty piss in. Um, it just it, it actually enforces the realization that if we went down last year, like like what would we be doing? You know what I mean? It would be a fire yeah. sale of the first team players and these young kids would be begging them to stay and they probably still want to go. So yeah. it would be so the fact that we stayed up high is is absolutely massive. Um yeah. As I said I, to you before, mate, as well, you know, just to put it into perspective, like we, we barely escaped relegation twice. Yeah. Right, yeah. By the skin of our teeth on the last day. Sold the Charleston, sold Gordon, didn't get any forwards in. It's been 43 days now since last season finished and the first yeah. signer through the door is fucking Ashley Young. Why? If you're a kid supporting Everton, why? Do you know what I mean? It's fucking depressing. Like, how can you... There's no I'm, the Negatonians, call me what you want, but listen. No, I, I'm just calling you because it's funny, but you're you're completely right. Um, You can't argue with none of that at all. It's, it does. It's, uh, yeah, you know what? 
me taking the whole positive hat off myself, I, I'm just in a mindset where I I I just don't. I think we need a miracle this season. I'm really, ex- I'm putting all my hope in the Sean Dice pulling an absolute masterclass out this year because we have to be disciplined. We have to be the fittest team in the league. I mean, the we have to be the fittest team in the league because our 100% is everybody else's 70. That's how it feels for me anyway. Um, but no, I had to bring up the whole Negatonian thing because it's fucking hilarious, John, and I'll never ever... <laughs> Forget it ever again now. Uh, <laughs> Rev, welcome back to the pod. It's been a while, you handsome bastard. Um, Ashley Young, guys, <laughs> age as you. Uh, how are you feeling about signing him? <laughs> Same height as me. Um, yeah. You know what, man? Um, I it, if it's if it's a piece in the puzzle like like the Milner shout just there, then fine. I get it. We need bodies to more and he's available. He's got experience, all the rest of it. Is it exciting? No, not not in the least. Is it against what we were supposed to be doing? Yeah. But when was the last time Everton did anything that was supposed to be like, this is the Everton way now and this is what we do? We just don't have it. You know what I mean? It's so scattergun. Um, my biggest problem with it as an idea is at the end of the season, the consensus of, apart from a centre forward, is we need two full-backs and two wingers. I'm just hoping, hoping it's not like, well, don't worry, we've got all four players in Ashley Young. Because that's the yeah. kind of thing that the, the, the club would do to you, isn't it? Like, he can play four positions. So, you know, that's a concern. Um, I didn't think about backup, that, you know. I mean... Ref, just, just as you say that, I, I didn't think about that because, you know what, you talk about the lack of wing, winger depth and everything. I'm I'm more okay with him being used at left back, but coming on then as a wing option, that didn't even cross my mind. That's fucking horrifying. Mm. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I think the S mentioned some kind of it's a, a you know appearance kind of thing, you know, with his his ways and yeah. stuff. Um, if he if he's one of six or seven that we get through the door, including using all the loans and, you know, a couple of shrewd signings from, you know, you know, lads you've never heard of. Do you know what I mean? They'll come through the door and absolutely tear it up. Like, who they the Gerard Delafeu before we signed them? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And every, he, he was pretty exciting that first season. Um, Like, I I don't know. Like, you're actually old. Like, I don't know. Like, how'd you get excited about it? Yeah, well, that's it. I, I think it's there's not really many people getting excited. It's it's sort of trying to find the positives. You know, it's it's like if if you're someone that eats likes to eat shit, a term I've used in this pod. It's like, look, you're looking through it for the sweet corn, aren't you? So they get a nice crunch. That's basically the analogy I put down it there. <laughs> but um, I you know what? I just um just fantastic from Thelwell as per usual. I can't wait to see what comes next. Um. Moving on, anyway, from a, a veteran left back to a junior left back. So, is he Samuel Smith? A boy, he's been at Everton Football Club since he was nine, tipped as a future England left back. Um, some have said on Twitter and podcasts that he was supposed to be the Everton future left back, has left and went to Chelsea for four million pounds. Um, John, I'm going to come to you, fella. Off the bat, I'm um, just 
How are you feeling about that there, Seal? Again, there's been a lot of debate in our group and uh, sort of the reason I decided to to host tonight was because I'm I'm really trying to look at this from the other side of the glass and and, and find positives in it, but it's it's very, very hard to find selling your your British youngsters, isn't it, John, for for low fees? Big gamble because you look at likes Terry Small, it could come to nothing, but it's Mm. pretty upsetting to to see an experience again as a fan. It's nearly like a double whammy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, especially considering the situation on with with our left backs and the yeah. lack of them. Um, I mean, looking from the outside in, you say four million for a seventeen-year-old. That's pretty good business. But at the same time, we haven't got any left backs. So at what point are you going to start like bringing people in? Because what message is is this sending to any of the lads in the academy to say? soon as you get to 16, 17, 18, you're going to be legged out the door immediately. So they won't want to stay for that long. So you, you're jeopardising your whole future of the academy from about 12 to 17 or 18 because when the kids, they just won't bother with Everton to begin with. You'll just start off somewhere else in, instead. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a shame, really. And, and he, said, he actually said it, it seemed a bit of a shock to me because it all happened so quickly. So I'm not sure what, what's happened there like, but... It's um, yeah. It's 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 just a shame. Like you know, we're we're just flogging everyone and everyone that we've got. It, it's it's a sad one, and and I haven't seen much of this lad play. I don't know if he's any good or not. But if he's gone to Chelsea, they must see something in him. Like so, yeah. It's just disappointing. Like, yeah. Then well, Paul, I'll just come to you here. Just just in terms of what I sort what I what I personally took from the whole shock move to Chelsea was it looked like the. He was poaching him and it would go to the whole tribunal thing and all. And I think Chelsea, um, doing the Chelsea way, um, just decided to steamroll it and throw money at it. Um, so if he was going, I suppose it's to our benefit. But for me, it's for me with the youths, the funny ones because I like to think that they can all come through and do it. You know, it's it's all about them building their levels and, and progressing. and that's maybe one f- factor of the club where you try and give faith to it and think you trust, you know, like where you trust what they're saying, Paul, is and this guy has the potential to go here and there. Should that not be like so much focus leaning on the, and the has area to get him up to speed and, and with the first team and doing that, you know what I mean? So just to sell him for me, it does seem so mad regardless of how strapped you are, but I guess everyone is for sale. Yeah, I think this is disappointing. This I I did watch him a few times. Um, just obviously watching some of the youth games and stuff like that on through the the website and at the club website. And you now this kid's seventeen. He's six foot four. He's athletic. He's left footed. And you, you sort of look and going, well, if his pathway's blocked, blocked by you, who, who's blocking a kid with potential? And it is potential. But if you're saying to me, Michalenko's blocking him, well, I I don't need to be a, a sort of FA Pro licensed coach to see that Michalenko was complete jive and that mm. kid should be able to dislodge him in the next year or two. Yeah. Absolutely no doubt about that. He's been with us since he was what, about 10. And I was in Manchester, so okay, there's not that sort of like, you know, super blue connection or whatever. But the kid looked like he's got something. City poached another young player. Chelsea apparently have tried three times for this lad. And you can see why. But we're prepared to. Okay, the lad might have wanted to go. Obviously, you know, whoever's advised him probably said, look, this club's imploding. You know, we'll get you the deal now. And he, he probably is being given 
15, 20 grand a week. There's no doubt about it. And Evan probably, we can't give you that. We're not prepared to give you that. But we're prepared to give Ashley Young, yeah, okay, 18, whatever, experience. But I would genuinely rather get behind a young kid with so much potential. Yeah, and again, I'm not Sean Dyche, but Ashley Young for me is a Sean Dyche typical sign. 38, steady. Not really going to get people going, you know what I mean? He's steady, watch six out of tens every week. But yeah. as a bit of a raw kid, blooding them in and, and, and give them a go, as I say, it's not going to be guaranteed, but it's such a shame. It really is. Um, but we've done the same. I think we bought Gibson, didn't we? Six million from Newcastle, poached him when Machiri first came in. And I think he's had about 17 loans, just as an didn't have it. Yeah, we did that with a couple of other wingers. I think we we actually give the U team a budget of about twenty million, and they spent it on players that have never haven't come through apart from Branthwaite. So Never yeah, it, it doesn't again. surprise me. But, yeah, but at the same time, it's it's, it's so disappointing. It really yeah. is. It just this one in particular goals me because of the utter dross we've got at left back. It's so sad. It is. Rev, just to try and make sense of it too, mate, it's crazy too for me because it feels like that we're back in a position that we were under sort of moist 2008, 2009, 10. You know, when, when we actually could coax these youths from like the, you know, remember like so your goslings and stuff like that. And it was like, come to Everton because you will get a chance. Because the money's not there and the squad, like Moyes operated on like what, 14, 15 first team players. So these young guys knew that they would come in, they would body up, they would shadow, they would develop and they would get a chance. Because again, uh, I think it was McRathbone just did everybody injured in the training ground all the time. <laughs> and guess why he ended up getting sacked was just because someone has rehabilitation. I don't know if that's a fact actually. And if you're listening, I apologize. But um, what he did find was that as I say, back then, there was a hunger in youth to come here because it's like, I will get first team Premier League opportunities. So do you think, what I'm leaning towards here is, do you think that there's a, uh, do you think that there's a mind shift change now in the youth? Because there was rumours that he wanted out a lot. Of, and as I say, that whole surprising that it happened back to me is maybe more a case of, oh, geez, Chelsea came out of nowhere and now I'm in London and here we go. But, do you think that youth mindset has changed? That it's a case of I don't want I don't want to actually work and grind and get onto a team. I just want status and money and all that. Do you think there's that part of it? I I, I don't really want to blanket bomb everybody, um, but uh, at Everton, where's the where's the proof that you're going to get a chance? Do you know what I mean? Like the there's, there's the the lad like look at um look at um. So look at Tom Davis as a prime example. Like where he was dynamite when he came through. I remember watching Tom Davis in like an under 18 derby. Um he picked the ball up in our half, legged every single Liverpool player, and that's not like an exaggeration. Like he literally ran through the entire side and scored like just the most unconventional goal I've ever seen in my life. We we all saw what he did against City. He was woefully mismanaged from that minute onwards by manager after manager and the clubs of fault. He could have been Everton's captain. Him. He could have been the, that midfield general that we needed. He was good. He was tidy with his feet. And you know, like uh, John Joe Kenny's another one. I'm not saying he's a world beater, but everyone 
just considered him to be the kind of the natural successor to James Coleman. He was going to yeah. come in and, and again, mismanage. Kieran Dow. I saw Kieran Dow score, like, lob the goalkeeper from our half at, at, in under-21 level at Goodison Park. I was sat in the upper pulling to sort of chip the goalkeeper from our half. He was unbelievable. He ran the show. He was far better than anybody. Can you can anybody and name me anybody that's looking like the comments? Brantwaite might be the first of a generation, and I, and I mean a generation. So I'm not sure about status or anything like that, but I just think these lads and they're probably their their advisors are going, probably saying the same thing to them. Where's the where's the proof and evidence that you're going to get a get a, you know get a good career out of football at Everton? I think it was Sam. Who was it? I've just seen sign for Salford. It was a garbage. Someone's just signed for Salford City. Um, and it was it's just mad like you think hang on that guy was challenging Leighton Baines at one point he was, he was like keeping Baines out he could have kept Baines out to die yeah he looked a carbon copy yeah like and, and honestly like the whole club is so disjointed but like the left back situation alone is mental he's just sold and conquered and I'm, did I just see that there was a rumour that Fire Leverkusen are coming in for him or something Frankfurt I think it is or something yeah. like that yeah there's a side in the Germany that won him he was walloping goals into fun last season. And and, yeah. and we've not even had a proper look at him and gone, nah. When our, our current left back is not up to scratch. Like I can't believe we've got no I'm not I'm not as optimistic as saying give the lad a chance because I know Evertonians, we're not that kind. Do you know what I mean? We're just not as a fan base. We, we don't we don't do it. Again, harken back to Davis. Um and I know Davis had chances and, and, and didn't really pull up any trees, but I still don't think that was his fault. But, like, why on earth? You can't tell me that, that the market value for Michalenko is less than four million. If we needed that four million, why didn't we sell Chelsea to go and swing and sell Michalenko for four million to someone? Someone would have bought Michalenko for four million. He would have. Like, because we, well, no, but we, was, we just bought him for fucking what? Was it 18? 18 million. We threw it in it's, uh, again, and that that's got shadows of the club written all over it, hasn't it? Yeah. And, and and why and why did we buy Michalenko? Because the manager that we had at the time, I found it out the the left back that was successor to the Leighton Baines. That's mental. Like it's a whole. Like honestly, the, the more you kind of the more threads you pull with Everton, the more that you kind of go, wow, this yeah. is like a hefty and sack of a football club. It is full of holes, and it's about to disintegrate. Like. I'm I'm gonna trust Dice to try and pull us through. That's why I'm 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 not I'm not spitting blood or spitting these teeth out about about the Yassi Young thing yet because I'm going, you know what? Not to quote Machiri, but I'll judge Dice at the end of the window. You know what I mean? I, I, when we get to the end of the window, the problem is and and it's the thing with Selwell, and I'm not I'm not making excuses for Selwell, but he is fighting with his hands behind his back. The club's an absolute mess and has been for a long time. They, they, the last few weeks have shown that, you know what I mean? Like, they, you know, Ken Wright was probably going to resign, then apparently Machiri was on bended knee begging him to stay. Bollocks, you know what I mean? Like, absolute nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. And the, and the, and the current left-back situation from Luca Dean to where we are now is just proof that there is no clue what's going on as a, as a kind of on-the-field succession plan. There's no succession plan for anybody. Car, car, yeah. car balloon again. It's the same, do you know what I mean? Like we just keep holding on to hoping Calvaloon's gonna be fit. Like we we've you know, uh Jokeres. Ella Sims has just gone to Coventry. 
what what pointed that communication breakdown? Why was it not Ellison's and some money or Ellison's and some for Yokota? Yeah. Aren't, aren't we aren't we playing sport? And I saw this on the uh, the, the final preseason friendly. Watching yeah. score an absolute handful of goals against us. I, I'm put I'm putting my money on the table now. Like I, I'm 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 gonna watch that lad play like an Everton number nine at Goodison, and it's gonna be the, the ultimate look at what you could have won. I actually had that thought today when I was in the gym too. Believe it or not, it just came to my head. It was like we're playing fucking sporting as well. Watch Jacarez bang a couple on. But uh, yeah, so looking peachy. Andrew, cheer me up, please. Can you bring some happiness to this? You pick the guy with a traumatic brain injury to do that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, nah, man. Boo. Not feeling. <laughs> Not feeling it. Not feeling it. I don't trust Dice still. Yeah. I just, Michael Keane is still in Everton. Player. No, I'm asking about the seal of uh, of uh, of a kid, not uh, just your feelings on Daesh and Michael Keane. Oh. Well, same <laughs> thing. Daesh won't use youth. We've pretty much seen that across the board at many clubs. Um, so I I cannot blame any player of that age group with any sort of upside for jumping on it. Also, I feel like probably make more money at a club like Chelsea. Their academy is incredible. And he probably just drove his own wages up for a decade because of this one move. Yeah, you see that that that's 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 what I'm leaning towards, mate. I just I honestly think too, it's it's just a recipe for disaster because it just feels like you've got a club that can't accommodate, matched with young players that don't want to accommodate the club, or. The hard graft, you know what I mean? Like people talk about how it's all changed back in the day. They they were apprentices, they cleaned boots, they cleaned cars, they went and they snuck they snuck mistresses out back doors. I'm pretty sure they did everything. Nowadays they're they're all prima donnas. We we pink boots, you know what I mean? And it's all about their sponsorships and this, that, and the other from an age before they've even kicked a a, a ball and anger at the professional yeah. level, you know what I mean? And well, I mean the yeah. last manager we had that used youth was such a bad manager and put us in such a poor position in the league that he couldn't use the youth. It couldn't be justifiable. Obviously that's Frank Lampard touted. Like everyone was so excited that our Academy players might actually get a chance because he famously took a couple of Chelsea players out of the Academy and made them very special uh, in Mason Mount's case. And nobody believed in him. So after he goes, then you get Dyche notorious, notorious pragmatist, always going to pick the season head. So I, I could not, I would not be surprised if we lost four more relatively significant youth players before the end of the summer. Yeah. But just John, so you chimed on there before Goody Lee. Um, John just messed there. So how much is he, is he even going to develop and learn at Chelsea, you know, and compare Like, is he just going to be loaned out to VT's Arnheim? Realistically, is that what's going to happen to him? You're, you're going to get lost there. You know what I mean? I, I th- I just goes Lee just just in terms of this, and I think it's a reason why it ever and it got so special. You think of Gosling, you think of Robell. Don't get me wrong, Gosling fucked us over the wee prick. But likes a Robell, and we got money for him. And a lot of you, a lot of you at that time, if they ever did move on, we we got money for it. But surely, in a lesser system, and that's I'm not even 
criticizing Everton here just because Chelsea has the glitz and the glamour, but you're you're going into a team of world class players, regardless of their position. That's that's the aim. Surely you're better off trying to get on the team with average Premier League footballers, and you're better off being the big fish, the big dick in the you know in the youth system, banging that door, kicking that door. Like players like Stanley Mills must be pulling his hair out constantly being their best player but getting no sniff at the first team at all whenever we've got no wing options you know it's madness like but Lee how are you feeling on it because I do know you get very passionate in this stuff so that's why I sort of saved you last in this no do you know what I, I don't blame the lads because you, you talked about Rodwell Gosling none of them rate Rodwell m- m- sort of made it at City name the last Everton youth player that went to the very top and it's the name that everyone knows Wayne Rooney. Yeah, None of our players have ever been good enough. And um, if you look at Matthew Pennington, Tom Davies to a certain extent, although he's a lot younger now that he's left, and John John Kenny, we've stagnated their careers by leaving them in the youth. So this kid's probably looked at this and thought, well, Chelsea are a massive club going to live in London. But at the same time, is he really going to get in is he going to get any opportunities at Chelsea if the £50 million Ben Chilwell is fully fit? Is he fuck? It's as simple as that. You've got a £50 million player there and a £4 million player. You're paying the £50 million player who's probably on about £150 grand a week. So yeah. in that sense, I don't understand it, but from the fact that not many Everton players break through and make it, I don't blame them. And... Four million for a kid who hasn't kicked the ball for the first team. When you look at it, it's not the worst piece of business. Yeah, he might become a world beater, but if you look at the history of Everton's Academy over the last 25 years, he'll probably have a year or two really good and then he'll fall off. Like Godwin did, like Rodwell did. Davies had even less. You know, who else? Franny Jeffers didn't even have really a full good season at Arsenal. Maybe one good season at Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. there's something fundamentally wrong with our youth system. I think, and I, I obviously I'm, I'm not involved in it. I don't know, but you know, there's there's definitely there's kids out there. There's kids out there because you know, look, Man United. Have, what what is it like? The last thirty years, Man United have had one of their youth players in the first team squad of a weekend. Yeah. Now not all of them make it at Man United, but it shows we're not far from Manchester. There's kids there, but for some reason, apart from Rooney, who let's face it was a a generational talent, but no. So I'm not really that fussed on it to be honest. I really not. I think as long as that money gets regenerated into like going towards a striker or a winger, and. As Rev said, if we end up with like five or six players in through selling some of the youth players, then I'm going to say it now, and it's the first time anyone's mentioned the board in this new season, but it all boils down to them cunts. It really does. It's as simple as that. What board? Yeah. Well, not this interim board, sorry, besides Bill. <laughs> the old board, the one that got sacked like two, well, three or four weeks ago. And they got the well, they got to see it the rest of the season. I do absolutely yeah. not. You know, no it's in, 
I, I don't think in an ideal world Kevin Talwell's come in done this 105 points, 15 point plan, and I'm pretty sure he would have looked at that and thought, yeah, I don't want to be selling youth players to fund me manager's transfer kitty for the summer transfer window. But unfortunately, that's the position we've been left in through absolutely piss poor judgment and calls throughout the last seven years. So can I can I dive in as well? I think that um I think that the lads' advisors have probably said to him, You're not gonna play for Everton, you're probably not gonna play for Chelsea, but you'll earn more money there and you'll earn more money for the rest of your career coming out of that academy. And you, you I don't think you'll play a first team game for them, certainly not in the next two seasons. Like you're yeah, saying but- they've got They've got 50 million worth of player or whatever. They're not going to play him. And I think he'll get a few loans and then he'll disappear out of their academy and be, go, go and have a glorious career somewhere, possibly even in the Premier League. In fact, I wouldn't put it past Everton to bid for him at some point. Yeah, but then you even look at that now as well. And again, to me, that just screams attitude now of some youth players. You know what I mean? There is that. Like He, he could have battled and, and fought to get on the team. I look. Just a quick one as well. You imagine if Dice puts him in in the first game of the season against Fulham and fucking 35-year-old William rips him a new one. What are the, fan, what are the fans going to say? The fans will say, he wasn't ready. What the fuck are you doing playing a 17-year-old kid? Seamus Coleman at left-back versus Benfica, though. Yeah. How did that end? <laughs> fucking 5-0. How did, well, how did it end that he's that Seamus Coleman's still being wanked off by the club on, in terms of look look what we've done he signed a contract for every day on my fucking timeline that's what it's done and I love Seamus Coleman and I'm so happy he's stayed but like how many times like they're do you know what I mean they're wearing him like a cape and, and dancing around the street in it it's it a, a distraction tactic because of this um this Tellwell interview that apparently has already been recorded, but they haven't put it out. That's all that is, really. Mm. It's just it's a smoke screen. It's, it's as real as a scouting system. Absolute shite. I'll just Only say there, guys, there's, there's two £50 million left-backs there at Chelsea blocking him. There's Cucurella oh, as well. Hell, yeah, forgot about him. Well, they don't like him, though. They want rid of him because like, he just wasn't yeah. good enough. It was a, that was great. Well, it's weird, isn't it? Because it he was a Graham Potter player. But they signed him before Potter even went there. He was a player that played in a Brighton system that excels players' yeah. abilities and, and and their impact. And that's why that system is so good and why everybody feels the need to reference it. And then some players, um, his name has just left my head, went to Arsenal, and it's 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 it completely worked for him. And then you've got uh, a player then like Cucurella who goes to Chelsea and the system isn't as fluid as, because it's, it's so much more disciplinary and at Arsenal and stuff. That's Arteta's style. But you've got uh, that more sort of... Chelsea's always had that sort of McGregor walk, if you will. You know, it just all comes together regardless at the end, you know? So, uh, and, and that's what's always worked for Chelsea. And, and either you're a big dick and, and you, manage, you manage to stand direct or... or are you, you squirm back into your boxers, uh, which tends to be the case at Chelsea? You do not get long there. You don't. That's that's just the only reason why it boggles me. It's not a club that'll work with you in this, that, and the other. It's not. It's sink or swim. Unless you're at Josh McKechnie. He had about 10 years there and about 11 loans. No, he he, he must have caught Abramovich at something or found some top yeah. secret. 
Tell you what, he must have seen some sights in Holland, the amount of fucking loans he had. Jesus, he's seen him in the old days wearing clogs, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's just sad to be selling our youth realistically. We'll move on from that. We've moaned. There's going to be a lot of moaning in this podcast, so um, I just keep listening and be depressed with us. So next, we're moving on. This might be a wee bit more positive. Who knows? Andrew, I'm going to come to you first in this one. Um, so Ellis Sims has completed his move, his eight million, sorry, six million, sorry, his five million, sorry, three point five million move to Coventry. Um, it's the it's the worst kept secret in football that Ellis Sims was going to leave this this summer. Um, there was more chance of Lee wearing a t-shirt in the pod. Um, that's how much I knew he was going to go. Um, so uh, Andrew, just how do you feel about Sims going? Personally, I'll get mine out there first. Uh, I didn't think he was up to scratch. It was always very vocal about that. Even when he was scoring at Sunderland, when he was scoring at Hearts, when he was scoring at Blackpool, I've always thought he's he's a Kevin Phillips. There, you know, he's going to bang them in the championship and just not in the Premier League. Like, uh ah, finished player. Name's left my head there. I'm picky. Um, and all one of those sort of players just sort of toes that line, but just can't pivot in the in the Premier League level. For for personally for me for for what I've seen from him, but yeah, how are you feeling about that move? It's, I suppose we. I think the bobble. Someone said on Twitter, the bobble said that the all eight million, or maybe it was the ask. I don't know. All eight million can go on the books. So again, there's more money being filtered on the club when we still have no idea where it's going. And it might turn. We have someone who I do not trust that's going to spend the pennies we have. So, yeah, thoughts, Andrew. Um, disappointed a little bit initially because it seemed like he had the potential to cross that threshold into actual talent um, rather than just being gifted in certain ways as he is now. He did score for fun at Hearts. He did score for fun at Sunderland. But we've had players like that before who were kind of bullies when they were just at that echelon above the rest, like Moise Keane. Killed it. Scored for fun at PSG, but that was flat track bully. He had every advantage there. And Ellis Sims just, he didn't have it enough to where we wouldn't be looking for a striker this summer, hopefully. And I feel like I'm taking this as a positive. It's like, okay, if we're selling him, then we are going to get another center forward. Yeah. So uh, I suppose it opens more of a route for Tom Cannon as well. You just let me. Trying to refill me vapor, Andrew. Thank you, bastard. Um, Revel, come on. Do you hear that big stupid cheeser? How do you feel about Sims? I know you and him had the same hairdresser. So, how, how did that go? Did I wish that, guy, that, that guy's got great hair. Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, well, I didn't say it was bad, did I? I just said you had the same hairdresser. <laughs> um, it wigs are us, you know. <laughs> um, you know what? Like it's actually funny. Funny you mentioned Moise Keane. I remember when we signed Moise Keane because I had I've kind of followed the twenty not so much last season with the twenty one, but I, I have followed uh, the, the the academy players a little bit. Yeah, no, and yeah, I, that, that's fair. You did this way. Yeah, I I remember thinking, why are we signing Ellis Sims again? Like, wh- what's the point in that? That doesn't make any sense. Um, and well, you know what I mean. Like, what? Not nothing happened. Do you know what I mean? He scored his one Premier League goal. We never played with a centre forward. I'm baffled by his management. I'm, I'm baffled by the way Dice saw him. I mean, yeah, Dice sees him every day in training and all the rest of it. But he always looked more dangerous than anything else that we had going on. 
every time that like it, it'd warm Mopi up instead, I'd be like, why? For what reason? Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's not got the presence apart from the fact that he legs around and annoys people. Well, that's just basically what you do on the podcast, Gray. So yeah. I don't see that you are you are the, the Neil Mopi of the podcast. Um, I've said it for ages. No need, no need. Oh, that's a <laughs> um, wouldn't be a pod with it with that, but that was. You know, and um, I, I'll happily organise the, uh, the a, a day in a room with just me and you if you want me. You know, anyway. Mm. Um, mm. The, Different sort of um, Yeah, this this podcast taking a turn, hasn't it? Um, yeah. a smile on his face. He's taking Brrr. stuff off now as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So these stuff rubbing uh, your nipples. Cream <laughs> um, yeah, I just I I. Yeah, he was going. I think it's it's definitely best for him because he's not getting a sniff at Everton, um, which is a shame because he's he's an, he's another one of those players that I thought with a little bit of actual coaching and a little bit of guidance, I think he'll be a good player. Do you know what I mean? I, maybe maybe he's not, you know, going to be exactly what we need, but I think he's what we needed last season in, with with a lack of DCL. But then again, I thought Conor Mahalini was going to break through and be absolutely unreal. So what do I know? Um, you won't start that. We got a who. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Like it. I, yeah. Um. The. 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 The Moise Keane thing when we already had Moise Keane in Ellis Sims. Strange. Whole yeah. thing. Paul, I'll just I'll just come to you here though. Um. Obviously, you sit in the Gladys Street, and <clears throat> for me, like, and you've seen it. I, th- I think. Again, it's just a. It's just an absolute stew of 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 strange decisions again around this club around these players because you think about like you sat and seen him he got through and a lot of tough games um now you'd have been well well sad to see his movement and stuff but I, I don't know for me i thought i thought why bring him back keep him at sunderland and and have kept tom cannon because i, I think it was uh was a bournemouth away Tom Cannon came on and he did so much more than uh, than Neil Mopay did the whole game and he was a, he was a physical presence up there and I thought for me I just thought Tom Cannon was maybe that that character that you could actually fast track you know nearly he you're big enough you're sturdy enough that I can run you through these brick walls it's going to hurt it, it, it and we we're going to need a lot of luck but you could get up to speed and could be more effective because Cannon seems in the few bits I've seen that he's maybe closer to that target man role or at least that physical presence up front than Sims because no disrespect, well, he's a Coventry player now, I don't give a fuck. He's soft as shite. He's only a big lad, but he's a soft cunt, you know what I mean? So you have to... I, I, I just I just thought it was crazy that we agreed to saying, yes, and they'll say there's the argument there because they've got the room for development, blah, blah, blah. And he has to go down there and do it. But um, I don't know, just just Sims bringing him back for me was the wrong thing and I knew it wouldn't work out. And it just feels like he's gone for less now, you know. And I think if he was a Sunderland, you could have demanded more of an up. Because if he finished the season in the championship with 15 goals, you, you if, 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 if Gokre, Gugresh, Gokresh, whatever the fuck you call him, if he had have got the... Uh, what 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 did he finish on like 20 20 goals 22 goals or something say 20 goals but if he's getting to go for 20 million there then why not if, if sim stayed and got his 15 
could yeah. you not enforce a, a, a better fee? So I think we shot ourselves in the foot a wee bit with it because he just was never good enough. Yeah, I felt sorry for Sims to be fair. Um, well, he, he got fucked yeah, big time, yeah. Yeah, he was just a he was just a bench filler. That's all he was brought back for. Because um, obviously Mo Mopa is just probably the worst striker I've ever seen in the entire life of watching Everton. And I've watched some absolute drops <laughs> come through that club. Actually, I was there when Brett Angel scored at Attic around. So that was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, back and and Mopa can't even touch him. It's fucking unreal. Um, but no, Max I thought Max sorry Murray. for Sims. <laughs> yeah. Joe Max Murray. Joe Max Moore, yes. I, I didn't mind Joe Max Moore. I thought he was all right. He brought more than more, I tell you. Yeah. Um, probably John Spencer was probably the worst. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> John... <laughs> yeah, I felt sorry for Sims. And you know what? He showed some nice touches and things like that. And um, the little cameos he made. And he was driven to the wrong games. The Liverpool and Man United games spring to mind. So... He was scapegoated a little bit. I felt a bit sorry for him. But the one thing I will say about Cannon, it's weird because he was scoring some absolute worldies and he came on as a sub. I can't remember the game, but Graham, mate, he looked like a kid, honestly. He, he looked yeah. like a, a real kid that's just uh, ran onto the Sunday League pitch. It, it, I'm not saying that he didn't have it. It just looked uh, far too out of his depth, I think, at that time. And I think that loan of Preston on the flip side of Sims is fantastic, and we might get that player at this pre-season who looks sharp. He looks like he could slot into that role. Whereas Sims, yeah, I think we, I think we, we done Sims in there. As you say, if he had stayed at Sunderland, got into double figures, we might have got you know a little bit more, even and, and even maybe a little bit more up front. And I know, as yeah. it's been well documented, we can show the eight million on the balance sheet. But yeah, I felt sorry for Sims, and don't get me wrong, I think moving's the right thing for him. Um, he's not Premier League quality and the kid might do well in the Championship and come up and prove us all wrong but we need just need something up top now that kind of in the mould of DCL but a little bit more reliable because um, like, we can't go into the season relying on DCL with Morpe and, and someone like Tom Cannon backing them up it, it's not possible we are going to go in and struggle this season mate if, if, if that's the plan because we, we've seen this so many times with DCL. He's great when he's on the pitch, but yeah, if it, if he's getting backed up by Cannon and Morpe, then we're we're in the shit big time, um, you know. And, and then the season's just going to get off to a terrible start. You know, if we lose the first few games and then you see these injuries creeping in, but you know, we're in for a rough ride straight away. Um, yeah. So it's it's imperative that we get a striker in and a winger at the very least that are going to pitch in with a few goals. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but going back to Sims, good luck to the lad. Um, good attitude, but he's, he's just not what we need. And I think the fee, when I looked at it, I was a bit surprised. But when I learned that we could throw the whole eight million on the balance sheet, then it makes sense all around, doesn't it? So, um, yeah. But I think we could have got a few more mil if, if we had a stay at Sunderland and banged a few in. So, again, flip of a coin, isn't it? But he's, he's not good enough. He's not good enough for a regular Premier League start. So, we need someone with a bit more promise to come in and, and help us out up front, I think. Yeah. John well. Sorry to chime oh. in. Um, DCL's life is about to become a whole lot more complex as well. <laughs> yeah. He's just about to have a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that, if that isn't going to put a strain on the lad. <laughs> Congrats, Tom, by the way. But, give, like, it, give, it, 
you ever try you ever try rocking a kidney sleep at four in the morning that's a lot of tension in your thighs there man so uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Been brought by a baller. john just uh what's your thoughts on sims um i know that you were very just vocal on him coming back very vocal on him Oh, yeah. what, what so just just what's your thoughts now overall mate i i quite liked him um yeah. he was a he was a big unit of a guy uh i just thought that he didn't get enough of a chance really and when he did get a chance he was thrown in at the deep end as you've mentioned there the old game. game and old trafford i mean and then you just can't do that to the lad um I'll always thank him, you know, he, he sent Cooley Ballet to the Saudi League, didn't he? Let's be real, he, he fucking sent yeah. him. <laughs> he did, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, fair play to the lad for that. Um, I would have liked to have seen him get more of a chance. Um, but And he, and he does suit, he, he, he kind of suited Dice's system, in theory anyway. He was a big lad. He, he, you'd like to see, he's got a bit of pace and he's got a bit of skill about him with that goal at Chelsea there. Um, would have liked to have just seen more of it. And he, and he did suit the system more than some other players in the squad, some certain French forwards, but you know, it, it it's it's a shame, like it's a shame. It, it's it's just another lad leaving, another young lad leaving that we're not gonna see break through. And and when you think of Calvert Lewin, when he first came through at Everton, he was he he there was nothing on him. He had no meat on his bones or anything. It was just very skinny and he but he was playing in Europe for us and we were giving him that opportunity. We were giving we were saying, Go on, mate, just try and do something. And under Cumin and that, he was playing right back in, in the Europa League, for Christ's sake. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, but he was getting the opportunity. And with Sims, it's like, we haven't given him enough chance. And when you did, you, you fucking blown it by putting him in against Old Trafford, starting him at Old Trafford. It's just not fair on him. So I don't blame him for leaving. But with the, the Coventry situation, could you have not said, right, we'll fucking take Jokeres, you take Sims, and we'll give you, you, you know, you, you could have worked some deal out. I mean, fucking hell, Bill, come on, lad. You, you've got to be able to... This master negotiator that he keeps going on about, why could he not get some kind of deal for Jokeres in, in part exchange? It's like, oh, hello, my name's Bill. Can I take Jokeres? No, see you later, but we'll take Sims off here. Sound. Like, what the fuck? Now, fucking Jokeres, as you said, he's going to bang against us in pre-season. No doubt about it. Put your house on it. Um, Never mind master negotiator. He's more of a masturbator, let's face it. Can't yeah. right, but... Big time, mate. Um, but my thing there, though, is Sims, and it's frustrating. We've all played the game, and every one of us now will remember this player. A guy that's so physically empowering. He's tall, he's strong looking, but he's just a soft arse. He really is. Like He's just a, he's just soft. He, he can't be physical and angry. Calvert-Lewin got on that team because Calvert-Lewin was not afraid. Like, I know why I used to speak to centre-forwards playing against him, and, you know... Centre halves and, and centre forwards go at it all the time and talk shit and it's a physical battle if you, if you want it to be. If the guy's not up to the fight, you have him all day. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Calvert Lewin, like everybody goes back to it, but one of the best displays ever seen from him was the Sport Paces season. The uh, that ridiculous purple kit. He absolutely bullied Chelsea or Man City's back three. The three company, yeah. He. The company got the worst of it, but all three of them, he fucking dominated them. His yeah. top was half torn off him. You just seen it, them boys were losing the head, and Calvert-Lewin just kept the focus, and for lack of a better term, that eye of the tiger, you know what I mean? He had he just seen it, and the camera panned on him. He was just walking, focused. Mm. He knew his job, and that's the thing there. You don't see that. You look at these players, you think, 
fucking six two, six four, six one. But they're all soft. What what's the fucking point? Mm. What's the point in having that asset? Do you know what I mean? If you can't use it again, it's like these players like oh Nana is six three, you can't hit a fucking ball. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just annoying. Michael Keane's running around like Tombstone from Spider-Man, if anyone ever remembers that in the fucking cartoons. <laughs> fucking head, he could... When his head, he should be able to fucking head things in the orbit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he still loses out in headers that he shouldn't do. Some games when he's focused and he's dropped onto his 18-yard line, he clears the ring fucking off. But you know what I mean? He's this big fucking meatball head. His legs, <laughs> he's built his entire body to be this fucking top-class centre-half. Yeah. But he hasn't got the brain. The point, the, the fact, of the matter of saying is, all those physical attributes are there to see, but some of them don't know how to use them. And again, yep. that mental aspect that we can't see, we can't see this mental aspect. Mm. But you can tell, you can tell if you look in their fucking eyes on any game they're playing, whether they have it or not, whether they brought it from home. Ellis Sims never had it. Michael Keane's never had it. Yeah. Now all the stuff you want to say about Calvert Lewin, the sad and the other people, I know we're all pro Calvert Lewin in this podcast, or, or mostly so. But ultimately, he has that look in his eyes. A player mm-hmm. like De Corey has that look in his eyes, whether you think he's good enough or not. But you look into those players' eyes and you will see if they have it or not. And for me, the Premier League, if they don't have that mindset or that focus or that drive, there's no fucking point because Neil, Neil Mopey never had it. This might be a bit of a cliche and a cop-out. He did have it in that West Ham game and he did have it in that Arsenal game where he came on with a chip on his shoulder with something to prove. And you've seen the way he wellied that ball. He got the goal against West Ham. And he looked something in that game. No one will tell me that he didn't. He looked like he had something. But no harm to He had fuck all else next time. He's been terrified. I don't know if it's fucking fan pressure. I don't know if it's crowd pressure in the stadium. If it's seeing people on the street and that affecting him. I don't know if it's just the way the coaches speak to him, the training, whatever. But it's affected him. Because all these players can play at this level. And again, it's about mindset and drive. It, it drives me fucking mental. But Ellis Sims never fucking had it. Yep. Soft fuck. Couldn't use his the attributes that he was born and blessed with. The players would kill for. Well, what, so, what I would say is, like, in fairness to him, when Calvert-Lewin was breaking through, obviously he had big dunk at the club and he learned a lot from it. You can clearly see that on the pitch. But when Sims came back from Sunderland, there was no one there at the club to really teach him. I don't think Calvert-Lewin's a, a mentor. He's, he's just not. He should have been. Calvert-Lewin should have been. He's sitting up in the stands. He should be going down. For me, anyway, if I was a manager, I'd have no problem with my senior centre-forward coming into the change room saying, can I speak to Sam Zay a minute? And go, lad, what are you fucking doing? Mm. You need to be them every fucking time. You need to get on them. You need to leave a bit on him. Mm. He's not going to hit you. He's not. He's not going to get sent off. He's yeah. only talking as much shit as he can. And if he can leave a stud on you, he will. Mm-hmm. You will heal. You'll be all right. Get stuck on. It's not like playing Sunday League that we've all played. Whenever you're sitting and you're getting stuck on and then you're walking off, you're screaming at boys, there's no barbed wire around me, let's fucking go, you soft cunt. And then you're walking the end of your car and you see the guy and you're like, all right, mate. And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. you know, <laughs> we've all been there too. And you're like, Jesus, lad, leave it in the pitch. So these guys don't have that issue. So why are they so fucking soft? Yeah. And, and that's the theme with young lads in general today playing football. They just, they're just not asked it. it they're playing for the wrong reasons, I think, and it could fall into that category. You don't know, but that's that's what I'll say about him. He didn't have anyone to kind of mentor him in, in through that period, I suppose, but it's not an excuse, like. Yeah. You know what? Um, that look that look in the eyes thing as well. Centre-half he had with that look in his eyes has gone. 
Cody. You know what I mean? We, we, no, no, Mina. Who? Oh, Mina, I mean, yeah. Co- 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 Cody, Cody as well, to be fair. Now, who's yeah. stepping into that? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And that's what, well, that, and that's where they talk about characters, you know. Like, who, we've, we've missed everybody out. You know, or, or certainly missed everybody out. We've, these, these characters are leaving us. These characters, we drive and focus and, and a bit about them. So it's, it's fucking terrifying. Like, it really, really is. Yep. So, I don't know. We'll move on from... Andrew, I did come to you on Sims, didn't I? Yep. Just so you know, I, obviously, I don't want to leave anybody out, you know. I'm a nice host. I'm not John. But next, anyway, um, more good news. So, Lee, just... We've all had our big rants about Sims and his focus and this, that, and the other. Just, just what are your thoughts, fella? Um... It's yeah, look like that it? beard and hair. I'm just looking here. Yeah, man, I've had a little trim in that, so I need an haircut, like. But got the sun. Maybe true. um, I know I'll have to. I was gonna get in touch with him as well and ask him what barber he goes to, but he's probably gonna go to a Coventry a barber in the Midlands or something now, isn't he? So oh, no, he'll, he'll, him and Rev will still be in. Wigs are us, I'm telling you. No, it's it's similar to the the, the young left back. Um, I agree with all you're saying. Like Dice last year, I think Dice got a lot of things right, but the one thing he got wrong, well, one of the few things, was he he badly mismanaged um, Sims. But to be fair to Dice, he didn't bring him back. Lampard was the, Lampard brought him back and then got the bullet a few weeks later. But I mean, to start him at Anfield and Old Trafford, probably historically the two hardest games, especially for Everton. We've only won. A handful of games at both both of them grounds in the Premier League. So, and then you're playing the likes of Brentford and Villa at home, where you'd expect them to probably get a bit more out of it, out of the game. Yeah. Um. So that was a bit that was a bit strange, but I I don't know because I always thought that he would. He, he scored goals everywhere. He scored fucking what was he scored forty odd goals in the under 18s and then he went on loan to Blackpool. Yeah. Then he went to Hearts. Then he went to Sunderland. Yeah, that injury, didn't it? That held him back. Mm. Um, I mean, it's it's not a bad price for when you look at the appearances he's made for Everton in the Premier League. I think he only made about 10. So on, on that basis, you've got, what, like 800 grand per game that he's played. It's, I mean, again, if it all goes back into the squad and it gets us the players that we need... Not just extra bodies, but like in key key positions, then it's a sacrifice that we've had to make, isn't it? Just yeah. you know, I I hope he does well, and I well I hope he does well, and then if they come up, I hope he doesn't do too well against us because yeah. that is the most evident thing ever. That always the only team that will do well for the man in the Premier League if they get up against us, no no our luck. Yeah, but, but um. No, I don't. I don't blame him for going. Yeah, no. I was just going to say just on what you said there too. Yeah, it was one of the biggest confusions I find with the whole situation. It's playing Sims against you know with no warm up, with no no progression of games. Like those those games against teams outside of the Sky Six are where he should have been getting games. That's where he should have been getting that game time forced, getting a half or whatever, because that's where it would build and build that confidence against lesser players. You can't just go in against elite-level players after coming from the championship and then rest them for two months on the bench. 
look at the run that we had. I mean, we played in when Dice took over, we played Arsenal and City at home. They were probably the two biggest teams, like the best teams we played. And then we played, you know, middle of the table teams. And he didn't start a single one of them games, but yet he started in two of the hardest games you could probably play. Anfield, which is fucking old curse ground for Everton. And so so is Old Trafford, really. Only won there twice in the whole Premier League era. Yeah. So that baffled me when you're playing the likes. We we went the Villa game at Goodison. Do you know what I mean? Ideal game for him against fucking Tyrone Mings. Villa were shite um, then too. Villa, Villa, Villa just yeah. like, pulled it from that game. Like Villa were, we were, we were touching distance. Yeah, like, I think we were only about two or three points behind them. After, yeah, before yeah. that game. Look at the way out then. Forward thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did they finish seventh in the end? Mm-hmm. You're the captain. That's some goal on that. Shite there, like. So, Good times, right? Good times. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so we've also got talk right now as well about Tom Cannon. Uh, see, he'll be admitted. I'm not even going down that rabbit hole until there's something comes there. Um, let's go down something a bit more dishy, will we? Um, Paul, I'm going to come to you first. So, Deli Alley was first back for preseason training. He's had secret talks with Dice. Um Look at the revive his grace. Speaking to fans in the street, he's got a great new hairdo. Um, he's telling them that he's fully focused on Everton, like we have the money to fucking pay to use him. Um, and now Mar- Pochettino, Mauricio Pochettino wants to get in contact with him now. Now he's back in Eng- now he's back in England. Um, that he wants to get back in touch with. Deli Alley after all this time to, to see what's gone wrong. Um, how do you feel about just the whole Deli Alley thing, including the Pochettino thing? If I was Sean Dice, I'd be saying, it's my player, fuck up. But, Mate, yeah. I'm not despondent, but I really want this to work. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Pochettino can do for us, just come on in, give him a chat, do something. If you get 50% of that old Deli Alley, mate, I'd happily give them another 10 million or whatever it is in another right. six games' time. Um, yeah, your heart ruling your head. So, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Deli Alley was anywhere near what he was. He wouldn't be anywhere near us, would he? Do you know what I mean? That's that's, that's the harsh reality. He wouldn't be at Everton. Um, he's a broken toy, Paul. Exactly, Grace. So, we, you know, that's, that's the reality, isn't it? That's what we've got, mate. We've got that. Deli Alley, who probably doesn't give a toss, multi-millionaire. That's probably a tash on the lad. He's, he's, he's lost something along the way. But, you know, we wouldn't be at Everton if, if he was, you know, anywhere near the old Deli Alley. He'd be, yeah. I don't know, Real Madrid or somewhere like that. He would, would not be kicking it up at Goodison Park. There's absolutely no way. So, Monday, no illusion. But he's one of them, you know, when you really want them to do well. Just, I'd love him to... Kick off in pre-season, net a few, look like this Rolls Royce and you know the number ten role, save us a fortune in terms of you know having to go out and buy all these other players. Even though we've got a, we, you know we have got some installments to pay if he does play these games, but yeah, I, I'd love to see it. I, I, you know, 
my heart really wants to see it, but my head's saying, ah, don't be daft. It's 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 not the Delhi Alley of old, and we are going to need to go out and buy. We may as well just cut cut our losses or try and ship him out on another loan. Comes to the end of his contract, and then we wave goodbye, and and that's it. Um, but we've actually got Delhi Alley at the club. You know, sometimes I have to tell myself, <laughs> got Delhi Alley there, and he's <laughs> absolute shite. <laughs> John, John, John Deli Alley. That's all I'm going to ask him. Deli Alley. Slim Deli with that haircut. Yeah. Um. I, I, I don't know. Listen, if Pochettino wants to talk to him, fucking buy him, please. Just, just do something <laughs> because he's not coming back. Let's be real. He's, he's not. I was rooting for him last season. What has it been like? We got him last January, didn't we? And it's now fucking eighteen months on, and we've seen nothing from him apart from one nice pass to Rondon, and and you know. A second half in the Palace game. To be fair, mate, that, that Palace game he, he did play well, but but still, fucking eighteen months, and we've seen once, like just it's not happening. Let's be it's just go and you know go to these parties and suck balloons or whatever the case you whatever you want to do, like with, with your blonde hair, and that. I, I don't care anymore. Just fucking just buy him, sell him for like two mil or something, please. I don't know. I actually completely forgot about him lying in that crack. Then I forgot about that. Fuck yeah, no. Um, I, I don't want to touch it at all. I'm, I have an opinion. I'm just not giving it. Um, Andrew, what Deli Alley? Uh, yeah, I was rooting for him too. I remember saying on the podcast, like, we could be, be, be like this island of misfit toys that Frank resuscitates. Um, I will say that's kind of an interesting character point. Like, I would imagine Dice is a very good judge of sincerity. And Deli Alley, for all you know, alleged reports is an addict. So if Dice trust him, that that's saying a lot. I imagine um, that's just my assumption. You just well, I will give my viewpoint. It's where you said it there, Dice, that mentor figure. I think Lampard was sort of like the the hot babysitter. People, I think people only did stuff for him because he was. He was that whole, it's Frank Lampard, you know, the big girl next door. He was the babe, you know what I mean? Um, when when ultimately he wasn't a very good disciplinarian, he did not get people to do what he wants and this, that, and the other. If you can stick with me with this an analogy, Sean Dyche is more your big Bertha, your nanny from Cout Duckula, you know, roll up the sleeves and run you through a wall. Um, if he can get Deli Alley focused and fit, there may be. A chance where we see him play for us. I really do think that. Now, well, you think that's right or wrong, listeners? That's that's entirely your prerogative. If you want to reach out about that and go mad, but you know what? That's that's just where I think we are. I really do think he's considering um, Dali Ali for a spot in this, and, and if if he can impress in preseason, I really do think that. I think it's going to be between him and the Corey for in number ten. <laughs> Sharply Lee just says Sean Dice is Mrs. Dice Fire outstanding. Um with a big flaming tits too, the big ginger. But um no, I, I think uh I, I really do think, Andrew, that, that he that he could be in that focus. And I think he has a disciplinarian there that maybe could get he needs one of those tags in his leg, doesn't it? Be in your bed for ten o'clock. You know, those fucking Asbo tags. It's possible. I mean, we heard about all the micro details that Deitch's team went into for DCL's recovery. So yeah. maybe that same principle gets applied to Deli Alley's, 
you know, rehab. No balloons, no meth, <laughs> no lamo, normal haircut. Like, what the fuck is that haircut? I'm off for people. You've just wiped out off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or half this podcast is wiped out, whatever way you want to look at it. And Rev, what do you think? You, you love, and this is not a thing on you by any means, actually, but you do like a, a hipster player and you, you like a you like an underdog as well you definitely do and you like a player that's down and out especially one with some quality so what are your thoughts on it i i, I genuinely think we'll know in like a couple of days i think if he if he fails any of the fitness tests i think i shall make a quick decision and just go you were lying and i think he is away like, with the, he is away at the preseason squad isn't he yeah, he is. Yeah, John Lennon Airport put a thing up about Everton leaving, and he's he's although you don't see it in the pictures Everton have released, he's walking along with Calvert Lewin. Um, first of all, that haircut makes him look like he looked haggard anyway after that little night in that crack. Then he looked haggard, like the you know when he was on the bike when when the, the pictures were on the bike, it looked like he just rolled out of that crack then to get on that bike. I was just like, what's happened to you in the last six weeks, man? Yeah. Mafia snitches have emerged from boots of cars looking better than him. <laughs> um, wish that was mine. That's a phrase you called that. But anyway, um, I think he, I think he'll know soon. I genuinely do. I think I think Dice will make a quick decision on whether he is committed or not. And I, and I don't think Dice will be shy in calling him out either. But did anyone see the um, the the interview Townsend did on talk shows when he was like, um, Dice came and said, "How are you?" And he's like, "Well, I'm recovering." He was like, "No, no, no, no. How are you?" Like never mind you, you kind of footballing thing. How are you personally? Yeah. I like I've said I've said it before on this pod. Switching back to dinosaurs, we were all told Dice was this like four four two dinosaur. Get out there and run. He's more of a man manager than that. I think. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's what Delhi's missed since Pochettino, really, because I think Poch put his arm around him from from what, you know, by all accounts. Although I've got this great mental image that like all of Delhi's. Ex managers are going to be sat in a room and there's going to be like an intervention. Like Lampard will be there, Conte will be there, Mourinho, and like ex girlfriends a lot. You know what I mean? And it'll just be like, so Sally, where did it all go wrong? Like, what a nightmare situation that would be. I think that what, what she says there, though, makes sense up until the last bit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, that that is the thing, though, like with Dice, regardless of his style and the stat in the arm, with, with Pro, with Con, and I tend to change weekly in, in regards to it but you know you have you have to break them down and get in that human level but still project that that toughness because if he can get them on a human level then then and it's the same in your workplace and everything and every fact which is just the same and and, and when you're growing up in your family home you know it's all the love and care and affection and i'll i'll defend you to the end of days but as a group, you're getting it. And when it's not right, you're getting it. Like, no, like with parents here in this podcast, every one of us has lost their shit. We're kids, you know what I mean? And it's not because you, because they fucking drive you mad. It's, you know, we love them, but they need to know, they need to understand they've done wrong. They need discipline. And these footballers are all big, rich kids. It's what they are. And they need that rich dad, you know, that player who, or that guy who's there earning the same as them, but the pressure on them, they just turn around and go, do you understand what you're fucking doing to me right now? <laughs> like I've done it with my fucking daughter. That is, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, Joe, you know you what? Have- 
I'm going to say, sorry, the other thing is as well, any kind of substance abuse or any kind of addictive issues or anything like that, it's all covered up for basically unmedicated mental. I'm not going to do any pseudo-psychology here, but it's just, it's self-medication. Now, if you get into if you get into his head and you think, right, where did this all start at? And if there is any of that kind of issues going on with him, like, which you, you can only say there clearly is, like, uh, that, that little, I'm not saying that is a regular thing where he's just doing balloons with John Heads all the time, but, like, if there's any of that going on in his life, he's covering up for something. What's he covering up for? Probably the lack of the fact that he was going to be the next big thing in European football, and it didn't happen. So if we can yeah. turn on to the fact that, listen, you still you can't still do can that. Be. You know what I mean? You, you've still got that. Then a lot of that will, I think, if his focus can be back into himself playing as a, as a, as a world-class footballer, because he was at one point. I'm not saying you're getting that back, but if you get that focus back, you get past Delhi back. And to be honest, all we need is parts of him. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to get the player that he was because I think that ship sailed. But if you can get, like, I, I, I'd even... 2.0. You want a 2.0 version, don't you? Or 3.0, because yeah. 2.0 is what we have at the moment in the shape. Yeah, and, and I'd be genuinely looking at, at, at preferring him to pick the to sports psychologist. I really would. I think every football club should have one. I think, I mean, I think workplaces should have places, people like that. But like as a as a group, I think there should be a sports psychologist, and I think again, Everton are behind at times and not employing someone like that. Yeah, it's true. John, what were you going to say on it? Yeah, just before you, you go to Lee or, or anyone else as well, I, I just think like I, I need to. I, I think you need to say to him instead of trying to baby him and say and say like what a world class talent he is and stuff. Just say, listen, mate, you're fucking shit. You, you're shit right now, and you, you're 25. <laughs> you've been bouncing around Turkey. You're shite. Get your act together, and I think that actually could work better for him than That's saying, you know, oh, I'm not. I, th- I don't know, 26, 27. He could be 27, yeah. See, he was 25, yeah, yeah, he was 25 when we signed him. He could be 26, nearly 27 now. You know, he's just say to him, You're shit, you're 27, and you were playing for England, you know, you're playing in the Champions League, you were great, you're not, you're shit now. I think that could work better for him than saying. And to say, listen, you're a world-class talent, do you know what I mean? Just a bit of tough love. Also, I don't want him to do well, because if he does, we'll have to pay 10 mil, and that's fucking AIDS to me. So just, yeah, I'd rather him just just sell him. You're going with a total opposite approach to me, then. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely. <laughs> Thank God John has no kids, eh? <laughs> um, and uh, last but not least, Del Lee Ali. What are your thoughts on Delhi Alley? Like, like pretty much everyone, you you want him to do well because you can. There's a player still in there somewhere, but I'm going to slightly disagree with John. I think, well, I do think he needs that like tough love, but I also think he needs an arm. When it when you know the way the way you said about Dice Aston Townsend, are you okay? I think. Dice is the perfect manager where he can put his arm around him, ask him if he's all right. But then also, if he's not turning up in training and he's just slouching around, he will be the one to give him a kick up the ass. Whereas I think someone like Mourinho and Conte are just one way. It's either it's their way or it's no way. Not even Pochettino, you have to be world class with those guys. Or even if yeah. you fall below that par, you're not good enough. And it's been notorious. But this, oh, sorry, just to chime in on you too, and just came on my head. But it's notorious that Deli Alley is a woeful trainer. Mm. That's something to think about too, though. But I, that's here's, what I'm here's saying. A thought for you. Go on, sorry, Lee. 
Are we um, selling all these youngsters so we can pay the Deli Alley fee? No. Oh, that was in a good mood till that point. Ice, Ice knows that Deli's going to score 20 goals this season. We're, we're selling the youngsters to pay the fucking gas bill. <laughs> pay, the fucking, pay the fucking I, demolition job on Goodison. I'm telling you, it, we, we'll find out soon. If he, if he flunks them tests and he's trapped in training, you, you, we will know, honestly, we, I think we will know by the third or fourth preseason game. Like whether, he, whether he's on the bench, whether he's starting, whether it, I know they're going to rotate the squads and that. But like if, if he's playing against the Tramir instead of is it Bolton we're playing on the same day? Yeah, Tramir like, Bolton. You'll know because there's there's definitely not 22 first team quote unquote players to to cover both of those games. There just isn't. So yeah. you'll know by then, I reckon. Yeah. It's grim in the boys. Yep. He's just taking the piss at this point. Like just just sort your head out or just leave. Like. Do you know what I mean? Do you, know Do you ever remember that first photo that came out, out when he was in the flat? Yeah. While he was at Tottenham and he was doing the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that that's when his, career, that's when his career went down, though. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably when the partying started, when the money went to his head. Yeah. That's what I mean. Just, Here's just one for you. Here's some uh, breaking, not breaking news. So, Michelle Christ Citello. An Italian, uh, he's CEO of Sport Italia. He's a journalist, 150,000 followers. So I'll give him 150,001. There we go. So he has just uh, reported, so it's come up here in the EFC Daily on Twitter. Everton are closely completing a deal with Wilfred Gonto worth 22 million. Interesting. Where do we go? I'll take I say Gonto, but I don't. I'll, I would take him. What did you say, Andrew? Gimme. I said gimme. Yeah. No. Gimme that, that's less than I figured. Yeah. I would. I'll, I'll have that all day. Let, let's talk about something positive. I was going to go on the, uh, you know, big Tory, big uh, El Bilal Tory. Apparently, too, he can go to Atlanta for twenty million, but Everton's forty million, and then we've came back with the whole. We'll pay him four installments. Um, if you if you loan him to us, so there's all Everton just doing their. Farewell, outstanding, mate. So, uh, sorry, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's someone, a journalist or an agent, trying to get a club to actually bid for them. Make well, a you club. never know, but this guy, this guy, he, he looks like he could be in it, and and then no, you know what I mean. Are you who are you on about? Are you on about Nanto or are you on about uh, Tory? Tory, I fuck Tory. I just that was more at the, <laughs> the yeah. confidence. It's not going to happen. He's going to Atlanta. All the all the Atlanta fans were laughing about it. Saying he's going to Atlanta, so don't know what you're on about. But um, yeah, so Nanto, uh, so 22 million euros is the equivalent to just shy of 19 million pounds sterling. Um, yes, yeah, Sport Italia are going with it completely. Um, Asento, I'm not accepting anything. So yeah, um, I'll, I would have him all day. Just quickly before we we. Right up the pod. Anyone anything to say on Nanto? I think he's electric. I, I like him. Even though I did say the other week that I wouldn't take any relegated player, but I was throwing my toys out of the pram. Yeah. Well, That's not like you. Shut up, you heretic. <laughs> if you can live up to the hype, then yeah, it, it's it's a great sign. And like if we manage to pull that off, but um, it's yeah, I don't know. How 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 long before we turn on him? Like if the pressure gets to him and all that, and he has a couple of bad oh, games. 
Another yeah. left-sided player to you, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, good. We were we were on the low <laughs> from our usual ninety-nine percent. Oh boys. I'm gonna call it, you know. There's more we could talk about, but what's the fucking point? It's just misery, isn't it? Of the toffees. Of the toffees, boys. But no lads, hey, it's great having you back. New season, we're back, blah blah blah. Um We'll be back probably for a match reaction to the preseason friendly, if that's even worth talking about. If not, we'll be there for more rounds of news. So keep an eye out, please, and get to keep the alerts on. Guys, thank you very much for coming on. And listeners, thank you for listening. We'll be never an army team. And God help you when we're back. See you later. Up the toffees. Evan, are we? That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Aren't We podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family and maybe even Evertonians you just meet in the street. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching EAW Podcast. And if you've anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at the EAWpodcast at gmail.com.